Futaro Usugi is a bit of a loner and pretty down on his luck. He's accidentally rude to a new student, Itsuki Nakano, which makes things really bad when he's hired to be her tutor. Things only get worse when he realizes he's not just meant to tutor her, but all five of the Nakano quintuplets, all of whom would rather do anything than study, and their grades definitely show it. Is the quintessential quintuplets a perfect series to introduce your friends to anime? Or should it be relegated to your own personal weeb watch list? I'm PJ. I'm Skylar. I'm Lauren. And this is Kawaii Disappointment. the Disney Channel original movie, Quince? No, I don't. No? It has... Breaking like the smallest spell, but nothing now. It has uh, Kimberly J. Brown from Halloween Town. <gasps> I love her! And it has Jake Epstein or Craig from Degrassi. I was going to say, is, am I supposed to know this name? <laughs> I was going to say. But yes, I do know Craig from Degrassi. I okay. was like, is this Jeffrey Epstein's son? Literally Basically, me. yeah. She's like, she's an only child. And then her mom is pregnant with five babies. And oh uh-oh, God. she has to find her place in this family. Because not only is there like a younger sibling, there's five of them. Will she be able to do it without trying to murder her five infant siblings? Of course. It's a Disney channel. Oh, so they're babies <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a very kind of like good luck Charlie, but like with jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a sarcastic good luck. It's like good luck Charlie and Charlie. Barley and Warley and Swarley and Tarly. You are not allowed to have quintuplets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time you have more than two kids, you just gotta, you just gotta start doing variations of the name. No, these three are Kyle. And no, no, no. It's like it's more like rhyming. this is Kyle, and this is Lyle, and this is Pyle, and, and this, this one is Ryle. I was gonna say Bile. He's the least favorite one. And this oh. one's Bile. And then they all fit their names, and it's like a fucking cartoon ass character who is always throwing up. That's so sad. I can't believe the fate you've resigned this person to. That's why he's the least favorite. But, I mean, obviously, speaking of quits, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kawhi Disappointment, the show where two lifelong weebs, PJ... And Skylar... ...guide their non-weeb friend... Lauren! ...through a new anime every week to determine if it's a Kawhi success or a Kawhi disappointment. This week, we are watching the quintessential quintuplets as we continue through Harem Month. Woo! So excited. All right, Lauren, that name alone, the quintessential quintuplets. Tell me, what do you think this anime is going to be about? I mean, I feel like the title kind of explains itself. There are going to be five girls and there's one boy deciding which sister he's going to fall in love with. And they're all in school, right? Because high school is where all of the drama is. So these kids just got into school. I'm saying they're like freshmen and they have all four years of high drama high school to figure out who, which which sister he's going to end up dating. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Uh, Once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change or did you kind of stick to it? Uh, No, I very much stuck to it because there are our quintuplets and there is our one gentleman. So we're still bacheloring it up here. 
in How do you know Hera he's not one of the quintuplets and one of those other girls is the love interest they all to look in this bi the same. <laughs> they all look because the she's eyes, PJ. All the girls look the same. And then you have the wow, boy in the Wow, this is really ableist to people with face blindness. Listen, oh don't God. bring me into this fight. <laughs> Skylar actively having face blindness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, the boy is our protagonist. He is absolutely not a part of the quintuplets. And he is getting to know all of them as they go through school together. So he, you know, just your standard high school boy. I think he's pretty nice. I don't think he's going to be mean or a douche because otherwise we wouldn't watch the show. And then you have all of your quintuplets who, even though they look similar, all have very different personalities, to me at least, based on this poster. So I'll go from the bottom to the top. The girl in the red sweater with the red hair is the, I guess they all kind of have a shade of red hair. She has the reddest hair. And I'm saying she's the oldest. She's, she's the, the one leader. With the star. You could go by their hair accessories. That's too, true. Yeah, like, she has like little have, stars in her hair. They have defining features. Yeah. So she has the stars in her hair. And she's the leader of the group. She's the oldest of the quintuplets. She's the most outgoing, the most daring. So she's going to be the one who's probably putting herself out there more than the other sisters. The girl wearing the blue sweater with the headphones around her neck is your shy, smart girl who has a lot of feelings and has a lot of depth and is going to be probably not as talkative as the rest of the sisters, so she'll be more in the background. And then we have the girl in the white shirt with the long, like, turquoise bows. Her ribbons. Yeah, the ribbons. Thank you. So I'm saying that she is your angry, aggressive one. She's very passionate about everything. And maybe she does sports to get her aggression out of her just because there's so much of it. She's always in her feelings and everyone always knows that she's in her feelings. The girl in the back with the pixie cut, the one that's winking, is your fun and flirty one. She's very much a tease, and she is definitely looking for a romantic relationship. So she's the one who's going to be flirting with our protagonist the most, but she's also going to be flirting with everybody else. So that will come to play, I'm sure, as we go through the series. And then last but not least, you have the girl with the short orangey hair with the headband, and she's your sweet sunshine enthusiastic character. She absolutely throws herself in every situation with 110%, but she's probably clumsy or not super smart. But you know what? She gives it her all every single time. So those are the different girls he has the potential to fall in love with. I love These it. These are all very good guesses. Thank you. Uh, for their personalities, you know, based on what we see, mm-hmm. like, right, obviously, of them. The personalities really shine through on this poster. I think so. I mean, I'm going to give you an additional challenge here, a question, uh, before we go in. And obviously, you won't even know the answer by the end of uh, this recording. But based on just this poster, who do you think he ends up with? I will assume either the leader with the stars in her hair or the shy girl because eventually you know over the four years they're together she opens up to him and he falls in love with her so one of i think those are my two my two top contenders right now quintessential quintuplets fans either just said 
holy shit she got it or we're like this motherfucking idiot <laughs> this we'll <bitch>. never know <laughs> <laughs> alright well let's find out a little bit more ourselves as we take a quick break to watch episodes 1 and 2 of the quintessential quintuplets so we're gonna do that we're gonna be right back so stay tuned all right, we're back. We have Lauren watch episodes one and two of the quintessential quintuplets. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? This was somehow, this was very charming. And it was somehow more chaotic than even I thought it was going to be. And these quintuplets are like stressing me out with how poorly they're doing in school. So I am like right there with you, Asugi. Like, <laughs> I'm stressed too. <laughs> Completely agree. This is the literally show. me in school though. Like. This just stresses me out and just gives me flashbacks to trying to teach anything to Skylar. Oh! Uh, well, specifically math. We yeah, do know sure, that math is your... Math. No, yeah, especially math. Math! Math, math it, is her weakness. Especially math. Especially. But I legitimately do have a math disability, so... <laughs> <laughs> All the bad girlies know. All right, let's go through some <laughs> housekeeping real quick before we get further into this episode. So the quintessential quintuplets is based on the manga by Negi Haruba that ran in Weekly Shonen Magazine from August 2017 to February of 2020 for 14 volumes. The anime was directed by Satoshi Kuwabata for season 1 and Kaori for season 2 and done by Studio Tezuka for season 1 and Biburi for season 2 and both seasons uh, aired on Tokyo Broadcasting Station. Season 1 and 2 ran from January 2019 to March of 2021 for 24 total episodes. There is a follow-up but instead of being a third season, they did a film. The film, The Quintessential Quintuplets Movie, released May of 2022 in theaters, directed by Masato Jinbo and done with Studio Biburi, and, you know, was very well received and was not necessarily the conclusion of the series, though we have not gotten any word on a season three yet, but there is still more to adapt. Uh, and outside of that, there are five video games for the Quintessential Quintuplets series. Wow. One mobile game, two visual novels, a VR game, and a third visual novel in development currently to release next year. But with that, let's break down episodes one and two super quickly. The episode opens with Futuro Usugi on his wedding day, waking from a dream about the day that he met his bride, whose identity is obscured. The narrative then flashes back to Futaro's school days. In the cafeteria, he encounters Itsuki Nakano when she sits at his usually solitary lunch table. Seeing his perfect score on a recent test paper, she asks him to help her study and offers to share her lunch. However, he is rude to her and she becomes upset with him. Futaro receives a call from his little sister, Raiha, telling him that their father has secured him a part-time job as a tutor and, as he soon realizes, for Itsuki. He tries to seek her out to apologize for earlier, but ends up meeting her four quintuplet sisters, though he doesn't realize it yet. Ichika, Yotsuba, Miko, and Ninu. He goes to the Nakano apartment and tells Itsuki he is her tutor before finding out to his shock that the five are identical quintuplets, all of whom he has been hired to tutor. He attempts to hold their first study session, but only Yotsuba is responsive. Nino puts sleeping pills into Futuro's water and sends him home in a taxi. Itsuki accompanies him and meets Raiha as she greets her brother's arrival. She ends up eating dinner with the Usagi family, discovering their financial struggles, and accepts Raiha's invitation to return. At their next tutoring session, Futuro, in response to how hostile the quintuplets are to the idea of having him as a tutor, challenges them to take a test, assuring them that if they pass, he will never speak to them again. They all fail, achieving only 100 between the five of them. The next day, he asks them a history question that none of them can answer. Only he notices that Miku answered the question correctly on her test. He tries to ask her about it, but they are interrupted by Yotsuba and Ichika, who embarrass Miku 
by talking about her crushes and concluding that she is in love. Futaro finds a note from Miku inviting him to the roof and upon arriving briefly misinterprets her admission about the earlier question as being a love confession. He discovers her interest in history, specifically Japanese warlords, as she tries to catch him out with an obscure reference, even going as far to disguise herself as Yotsuba when running from him. Futaro presents her with her favorite soda as a peace offering and upon revealing to Miku that her test score was the highest out of the five, he also realizes each of them got different questions correctly. He uses this as encouragement, refusing to give up on a despondent Miku. Miku then joins Futuro and Yotsuba in the library for a study session, and that's episodes one and two of the quintessential quintuplets. Wow. <laughs> I, okay, so I ended up liking this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to like this, but I didn't mm-hmm. think I would, like, really like it. Right. Yeah, yeah. I thrive in the chaos, and I <laughs> hear them not wanting to study deep in my soul. It resonates. I love if, that they just run away. Yes. <laughs> like, the they're op- like, you can't teach us if we run. Obviously. I mean, they're not wrong. Listen, he's a smart boy, not an athletic boy. I think that's a very good tactic. <laughs> I mean, he does a good job keeping up uh, at the end of episode two. He does. Yeah, no. That's he, true. He definitely I do like that, it. like, he does eventually, like, you know, they both collapse. And he's like, I can't believe we were able to keep up with each other. She's like, I've literally always gotten the worst marks in running. <laughs> like, <laughs> She's like, this is not impressive for either of us. She's like, I'm the slowest one. Oh, my God. I did like all of them. This reminded me a little bit of Mr. Osamatsu, where they very quickly and very succinctly introduce each of these characters to you to where you understand who they are within the first few moments of meeting them. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I did literally tell Skylar while we were watching this, I was like, this is literally just gender swap harem Asamatsu. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Okay. So what I do love about this, because it's so easy to kind of fall into this trap, is like they don't have like one note personalities. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Each Mm -hmm. one is like fully developed. Yes, you have the tropes. You have like the quiet one. You have the mean one. You have the sporty one, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, they still have, like, fully developed personalities as well. Yes, they do. I like all of them. There's not one that I dislike. So far, there's one that I dislike. Oh, who do you not like? Oh, Nino. I'm sure that I will probably fall in love with her towards the end. But as of right now. I'm similar. I struggle to like the mean ones in shows like this. Sure. Mm -hmm. I always 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 don't go for the mean ones like i don't see the appeal when there are nice ones there Mm -hmm. in a harem situation i want to be very clear because in a single relationship situation i don't mind the teasing and the meanness i think it's very charming in something like inuyasha kamisama kiss when they are like kind of jerks and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's because there's no direct love competition for me to compare them to except for the like nice romantic foil like your koga (laughs) um but that's more played up for laughs but and you know that this is the relationship that you are supposed to follow right but in a harem situation where it's like a choose your own ending vibe i would anyone never picking the mean one sure sure not even necessarily just because they're mean but because i like the nicer ones more yeah. Yeah. No, that's very fair. I think that's a really good point. Don't stake your dick in crazy. Well, I don't think she's crazy. <laughs> I mean, she did drug him. So maybe she is I pretty was crazy. Say, mm. She's like the evil genius. I also like when she's like, when she does her like fucking like yandere eyes and she's like, maybe you should just leave. Maybe you should just <laughs> leave. 
God, I love a good yandere. Uh, did we ever explain to you what a yandere was? You weren't here for um, Horror Month, so... I was absolutely not. Okay. So, go ahead. Yeah, explain it so, to me. So, you know, you've seen some sundere's in your time, Lauren. Specifically, Palm Top, ti- <laughs> Palm Top Tiger Taiga. Taiga! Hell yeah! But a yandere is someone who loves someone so much they're willing to kill for them, like literally kill and it maim. Necess- it doesn't necessarily always have to go all the way to kill, but more often than not, it goes all the way to kill. Wow, that is very dramatic. So that's true love. That's what yeah. that is. <laughs> that's- I've never loved someone so much that I would kill for them. So that's yikes. You want to kill for your family? I don't. I remember when we did Death Note, and you guys were like, "Who? What? What name would you write in there?" I was like, "Probably no one." I'm a baby. Yeah. I wouldn't write anyone in it because I don't want to go to purgatory. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, I just, I don't want the weight of that responsibility on my shoulders. So. Right. So, yeah. so you wouldn't kill Hitler. That would change a lot of history, Skylar. So, I mean, and I get it, right? Killing people is hard. But <laughs> just the the trope <laughs> that happens in the end of it is those crazy guys. And she really embodies them in that scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about, uh, obviously, we can talk about the girls, uh, you know, our quintuplets uh, at length. But I want to talk about Usugi. Yeah. Okay. Usugi's my boy. My boy. Usugi's my boy. <laughs> Because Usugi is autistic as fuck. <laughs> we like, won't... this man is autistic. And I was like, I see representation on the screen right now. I feel so seen. We were watching it, and it was like the first scene where he's just like, Calculating. saying things with no filter at the lunch table. And he's like, oh, yeah. and PJ was like, oh, he's autistic. I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That makes a lot more sense. (laughs) He's very sweet, though. You could be be autistic and sweet. No, I'm not saying that you can't. I like, I really liked him, you know? I think he's very sweet. He's a very good protagonist. But he puts his foot in his mouth sometimes because he's not thinking. And that's where, like, a lot of that. I mean, A, his, like, obsession with studying. Mm-hmm. right but also like just when he's like oh yeah i mean you'll gain weight you'll get fat like Ugh. that's such an autistic thing to say and just to not realize what the fuck you, you just, just said, said that was fucked up yeah yeah but i love him he's such a fucking goober because he is so socially inept because he is just so dumb in the way that he handles every one of these interactions with these girls and that continues on right well yeah yeah. But he's also, I completely agree, such a sweetheart. You know, he clearly very much loves his little sister. Yeah. And, you know, he's uh, he cares a lot about making sure that he does a good job with these girls. Even though he could essentially just kind of be like, meh, I'm just well, going to sit here and collect my paycheck, I guess. That's true, right. yeah, because he does desperately need the money. He works dad... hard for the money. Exactly. So hard, so for, hard the for the money. Yeah, yeah. Because his dad has racked up debt. For the family. His dad looks nothing like them. Absolutely not. I was like, who is this random man at their table? His dad looks like human Veldora from that time I got reincarnated. As he does. He does. It looks like human <laughs> Veldora if he had like a slight like Asahi problem. Like he drank <laughs> one too many Asahis after work. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, is this a crossover episode? I didn't realize. <laughs> okay. So 
What I love about this is that he's not constantly lusting after them. Right. Yes, he's not super horny. At yeah, all. he's Thank not. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. After uh, after last week, this was nice to have just <laughs> a boy who's like, I just want to help these girls study and, and get like, better. He clearly finds them attractive. Right. But like, he's not like thinking about it all the time exactly it's just like it's just an accepted fact he's like yeah they're attractive blush blush end of story and even like when sexual things happen like when ichika is like oh i'm naked under this he's just like oh all right we'll get dressed we have to fucking study (laughs) (laughs) ichika just napping naked and then her sister needing to find her clothes for her because her room is a mess and i really love again like we talked about these characters have tropes obviously but they also have very fleshed out personalities Mm. obviously you get more and more of that as you go right yeah yeah like i like that ichika is like oh yeah like i love romance and you know we should be like enjoying our youth i'm also just a sleepy bitch honestly (laughs) honestly i would rather be in bed than pretty much anywhere else honestly so like and you know she sleeps in the nude i like when he's when he's like oh why are you naked under there i'm like she's in her own room you weirdo let her be naked if she wants to be she can do whatever she wants there oh my god you're the one in her room yeah you're the one who just went in it's like she was walking around naked exactly (laughs) one of my roommates actually did that in college where they would just walk around the uh the dorm room naked all the time Oh, it was God. unnecessary. That's shocking. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I, I, I do that in my own home, but like, right. it's just me and my husband. Exactly. Yeah, when yeah. we had roommates, we didn't walk around naked. Yeah. No. Um, she did. And then would tell me when she would, you know, get a Brazilian wax. And I mean, I don't think she needed to tell you. She didn't, but she would come back and be like, I got a Brazilian wax and then walk around naked. And I was like, you did. Look at you. Okay. Huh. This is a whole new level of Lauren Lore. Lauren. <laughs> Lauren. Oh I love it. <laughs> Lauren lived a high school DXD experience right then and there. <laughs> I did. I did. That's why last week was, you know. It was traumatizing. Not it. It, it was a trauma. Yeah, your it reopened everything. <laughs> Just Vietnam flashbacks. Oh. <laughs> so that's Ichika Nino. Um, you don't see a ton of yet, but uh, like in terms of like the deeper personality, obviously though you see very intense. She drugs, ne- uh, she drugs Uzuki. Yeah, she yes. commits a crime. She absolutely commits a crime. A super duper commits a crime, but is also like a good chef, like a good baker. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, she's like, here, look, I made cookies. I like that the cookies weren't laced. She's like, what? I didn't poison the cookies. Here, have this water. <laughs> Here, have this water that is poisoned. Listen, she knew, right? Because he was going to be like, oh, you made cookies on my first day here when you hate me that they're poisoned. No one's going to think you've poisoned their water. No, I it's think water. Yeah. See, that's that's genius. She's evil genius. And while her personality is very a lot i she's i think she's got some hidden depths down there uh, yes completely agreed and we moved to miku socially uh a little more reserved yeah. but you know you obviously get that like i love a good like secret interest uh reveal oh my yes. god and the fact that she's into like feudal warlord otome games and she's I like in love, love with like balding old men <laughs> I totally, totally relate to like clinging on to one very specific part of history and just like not looking at the rest of it. So I was like, this is my girl. (laughs) 
hell yeah. Not, you know, not necessarily warlords, but fuck yeah, girl. You you do what you want. I love her. A great She's time. So yeah. I love Miko. And I really liked Yotsuba as well. She's the cutest. I, I was going to say, Yotsuba gives me major Chika vibes from Love is War. And she's literally so great. The moment where she thinks she's dead for a second <laughs> and like fully like comes to terms. <laughs> this is okay. And he's like, you're dead. That's your doppelganger. And she's like, you're right. <laughs> oh my and God, then when right. it's just like, oh, you're not dead. She's like, oh, thank goodness. Oh my God. I was worried. So good. <laughs> So good. <laughs> she's so sweet. And she's the only one who ever shows up for study group. And she's the yeah. only one who's like nice. And she's actually willing to study. So she's there for him the entire time. She's always in his corner, mm-hmm. always trying to help him out with the sisters, with school, with anything. Mm-hmm. She is like hashtag best girl. She yes. is 100%. Oh, so yeah. Yotsuba is the character that like. In this instance, you would fall for the easiest just because they're so nice. And yeah. funny. And then you have Itsuki, who's probably the most complicated one because we get the most of her. Yes. Yeah, you get her. In the beginning, she's very agreeable and she's very much like, would you help me study? And then he is himself and she gets angry. And then from then on, it's just tension between the two of them. Yeah. I think my prediction was right. I think he ends up with Itsuki. That's my official guess now what i what i like is because you know obviously they all have like this aversion to studying can relate but like before she even like knows who he is and before he insults her unknowingly she's like obviously willing to do the work and study and get better Mm -hmm. like otherwise she wouldn't even had uh she wouldn't have even asked him to help her study exactly yeah she she wants this for herself it's not something yeah. that you know her parents do intervene right and they hire him as their tutor but even before that happens she was willing to put in the work yes and when she finds out his circumstances she still like kind of sticks to her own thing she's like i understand you could come and tutor I'm not going to be a part of that. I will be in the same room, which is like low key cheating. Anyways, uh, but she. Yeah, because she's I, just going to learn and she yeah. knows that. Learning by yes. osmosis. She's a smart girl too. But uh, yeah, I do like that she's still like, I want to do this on my own now, but like, I under, I'm not going to stop you from coming over. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene where she visited his home was very sweet. And I really liked it. Wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't. One of it could have gone very over the top very quickly, but it didn't. It stayed very realistic where the little sister was the one who was spilling all the beans and the dad was just the dad. So I <laughs> being the dad. Being the dad. So yeah, no, I liked that scene too. Clearly these girls are intelligent. They're just not book smart. Right. Yeah. Yes, clearly. Can and really. super duper <laughs> not fucking book smart. Like these girls are dumb. Book dumb. Book dumb. <laughs> but- they- do so bad like he makes it so easy he's like if you score a 50 out of 100 which is an f if you well, get he changes f, it to a 30 no he went from 60 to 50 he did because yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. gets i mean because yeah, nino gets a 32 so it wouldn't oh you know that. what i am bad at math so damn um, <laughs> See, so he's, he's even like if you get a 50 out of 100 that's an f if you get a 50 out of 100 you i won't even bother trying to make you study and literally none of them come even close. The closest one is Miku, who gets like a 32, I think. That's yeah. just because there were some Japanese history questions in there. Exactly. That's her That's her wheelhouse. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. 
We're rapidly approaching 2023, which means we're rapidly approaching the beginning of listener-requested episodes. Don't forget, if there's an anime you'd like us to cover, recommend us an anime by using our recommendation form. You can find it on kawaiidasupad.com as one of the links across the top, or by going to our Beacons page at beacons.ai slash and clicking on the Recommend an Episode button. Anime are going to be considered by most recommended down, so even if you're sure your favorite series has already been recommended, recommending it again only ensures you'll get to hear it all the sooner. Hey, you like anime? What about manga? Anime figures? General anime merch? Well, if you like any of those things, then Right Stuff has you covered. With a huge selection, Right Stuff is your number one shop for anime, manga, figures, and more. If you want to visit Right Stuff, use the affiliate link in our show notes or go to kawaiidasupad.com and click the Right Stuff affiliate link across the top or the Right Stuff banner along the bottom. And part of your sale gets kicked back to us to help support the show. If you're looking for other ways to support the podcast or are just craving more Kawhi disappointment, then check out our Patreon. Hours and hours of bonus content are available immediately for just $3 a month, and more is always on the way along with exclusive polls, Q&As, and goodies at our higher tiers. November is set to have a lot of amazing bonus content with a reduced redo of Maid-sama, a brand new entry into our Ranking of Things series where we give our definitive rankings of the best anime OP and more. Find us on Patreon by searching for Kawhi disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash pod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbush and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though as we also have our amazing super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magic Girl Girl Charlotte, Rebel and Isekai, and Jellums, and our kawaii Desu patrons, our $3 tier, Eliza L and Alvin AG. You're all pretty kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod. You can also find us on Tumblr now because Twitter might not be a thing for too much longer. Or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help. We will see you all again next week as we continue through Hair Month with Kiss Him, Not Me. Now, back to the podcast. like to the i guess the twist quote unquote of the girls getting different answers wrong so they have different levels of knowledge which i thought was really cool well none of them got the same answers right or wrong so that means perfectly together as a unit they get a hundred exactly like a perfect hundred so they just you know need to learn from each other and from him or 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 hear me out uh they just the girls keep walking just, out yes five bathroom breaks <laughs> yes during and the test yeah so they answer the questions they know they leave to go to the bathroom the other sister comes back dressed as them and they just take the test and get a hundred i don't if understand sister sister or any other twin show has taught me nothing it's that ultimately will always backfire honestly See, i think it'll work for one test then they get cocky and then it doesn't work anymore so i think there's one success in their future that's like a freaky thing that's done in a lot of twin media like the like swap like not that level but the like oh i can't make it to this date oh like this thing and this also now reminds me of the scene where miku dresses up as yotsuba yeah <laughs> but it's yes. like, and i like that <laughs> he's like yotsuba i don't mean want to alarm you but your doppelganger is right behind you as if they both don't know that, that she's, she's a, a quintuplet. quintuplet and then she's like am i dead <laughs> no you're i think you're dead <laughs> like oh they God. both go the weirdest route possible even though it's so clearly like the hair infinitely longer like 
everything about her is so different. And then she just like gives up because she's like, oh no, they're stupid and like runs away. 100% oh while we were watching this. And he said Yotsuba because like Yotsuba at this point is like my favorite, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, did I stroke out? Did I confuse characters in the beginning? And was I really just not paying attention? Is there another sister that I just like, are they, <laughs> are they not? <laughs> I was so confused. Oh my God. Because I was like, that, that's not her, right? Like, but like, not even I'm like, haha, she's tricking him. <laughs> my first instinct was like, oh no, I mixed up the characters. You were like, surely were like, they Yotsuba. can't be wrong. Oh my God. <laughs> You're dead. Oh, you're not dead. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> she just automatically agrees with it. You're watching it. You're like, oh, I confuse the characters. That's my bad. <laughs> thank. And, but yeah, at the end, I was like, okay, cool. I didn't confuse the characters. It was the same journey. <laughs> Different path, but same journey. Right, right, right. Oh, my God. This is my favorite thing you've ever said. <laughs> There's some interesting like hair in this show. So, obviously, the girls are all pretty much distinguished by their hair. Yeah. But specifically, I guess the hair I want to talk about are the Yusuki's' hair. Because Futuro has, like, this intense, like, little, like, sprout, like, cowlick on the, like, at the, at the base of his hair. Uh-huh. Oh, and his sister? And then his sister, Raiha, who is so cute, by the way. Raiha is so She's adorable. adorable. Uh, Raiha has, like, this, like, um, like gravity defying gravity defying ponytail <laughs> sometimes hair just sticks up i don't know not what to like tell this you. Yeah. I, I don't know it's a because it's, it's this That's a liberty spike it's a high pony that goes up like three feet okay listen if we're gonna start talking about anime hair and how they defy or go along with physics this is gonna be a much bigger conversation well, the only one though that's say, the problem i just no, think if this, this was one, like a more regular thing well be yes fine, again but, but it's it's fitting like obviously i'm not gonna be like wow look at yugi's hair in Yu-Gi-Oh. everyone's hair is fucky in that but she's like the only one yeah you have she's to distinguish the, her oh my god she was isekai from Yu-Gi-Oh. She's, she's the isekai from Yu-Gi-Oh. oh my god <laughs> this is all connected <laughs> Connected. Everyone has been Yusekai from another anime. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actually like quintuplets. They're actually like reincarnations from different worlds all coming to one. Oh, damn. It's oh, the my God. same girl over it's and over the same and over. Girl yeah, over and over. Exactly. Oh, my God. That's the twist at the end. We just ruined it for people. <laughs> they're all the bride because they're all the same person. This is actually just Steins Gate again. Oh, no. Oh. Steins Gate <laughs> Lord, again. Like, please take me out of this hellscape that's Steins Gate. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just, I'm along for the ride until they start being like, there's time travel. Then I'm like, oh, no, I'm done. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> but I am oh. done. Harry Potter 3 was not it for you then? Harry Potter 3 was fine, actually, but they never mm. really inv- went for it again. So, like that one scene where they traveled back in time, I'm like, that's cool. And then I moved on. <laughs> and then it wasn't brought You're up like, again. This is traumatizing. I'm putting it out of my mind. Lauren <laughs> <laughs> just does not fuck with time travel. I cannot. I don't uh. fuck with horror and I don't fuck with time travel. The true horror is time travel. <laughs> Butterfly effect is scary, so... It is scary. Thank you. Something that I... It's so small, and it's gonna be such a, like, weird thing to bring up, but I was like, okay. 
Um, that's not a thing, and I wish it was. It is a pl- thing at some places, I want to be clear. Is that when he removes things from his food, it gets cheaper? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's not really that much of a thing that, in my experience. Like, you know, I've never been like, can I not get XYZ? And they're like, oh, that's 10 cents cheaper, 2 cents cheaper, $2 cheaper. Because, like, his whole thing is he gets you know, the cheapest thing on the menu. And he always, you know, he has this whole little monologue about it. He's like, you'd think the rice would be the cheapest thing on the menu or whatever he says. But it's actually the, like, barbecue-like meal. It's like, sans the barbecue. So, like, basically just, like, broth, rice, and, like, a side or whatever. Um, And it saves $2 because you don't get the meat. And I was like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I don't know. We see a lot of TikTok hacks that are just like this. And then you see, like, like a duet that's like please don't do this in fast food restaurants it doesn't work and it's just annoying so he is doing a tiktok hack that no one else knows about yet and he's gonna become viral with his tiktok hack but yeah no uh to your point pj it i've that's not been my experience either i think i've been to a restaurant like once where when i was like hey no tomato they were like oh that's gonna be 10 cents cheaper i was like what (laughs) (laughs) what they're like well yeah yeah, no, when I, listen, I love the Contrap Supreme at Taco Bell, and when I request no tomatoes, it doesn't get cheaper. So, that's a good point. PJ right. has blown this theory right out of the water. I do think people water. try to take this too far on the other end. One time, because uh, my mom ran and operated a food truck, and I would, like, help her out during the summers, and one time this guy was like, hey, can I get a burrito? No veggies, but instead of veggies, can I get double meat? And she was like, alright, that's gonna be more expensive. And he was like, why? I'm getting no veggies. And she's like, but you're getting double meat. The meat's the most expensive part of the burrito. The veggies all told are like 25 cents of this burrito. And he was like, I do not understand what you're saying to me. Meat is expensive. That's why when you go to Korean barbecue, they give you tons of free veg and you have to pay for all the meat that you get because meat's expensive. Right. Oh, God. I just want to go to a Korean barbecue. Lauren, come back so we can go to a Korean barbecue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, actually, I'm recording from the airplane bathroom right now. <laughs> the acoustics are surprisingly good. Congratulations, like, You'll share a little though. bit of turbulence when you're editing, PJ, but just ignore it. Maybe a little <laughs> bit of a child screaming in the background, but you know, you fig- you'll figure it uh, out. There's enough dogs <laughs> barking in any recording we have uh, that it's basically like having a child screaming in the background. Basically, oh my yeah. god, yeah. It's not our dog, it's the dog next door, and it used to be the dogs that Lauren lived with as well. I don't know, Linus is here now, so Linus oh, always you have has a dog a over there. Say. Yeah, my parents have two dogs. <laughs> Unrelated, I do think it's interesting that like we don't know anything about their father, the quintuplets. Yeah, we don't know anything about either parent, do we? No, I mean, we know about Usugi's. Uh, oh, do you mean that Dad. either their parents? Yeah, the quintuplets, we just know that they're rich. Yeah. Yes, and by episode one and two, you don't know anything about either parent yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, as I'm assuming you'll meet them, right? Obviously, it'll progress. But it's interesting that he's hired to do a job by the father, but never, ever meets him, essentially. (laughs) He he got this job from his sister. It's true. It was his sister he got this job from. Well, no, it's from the dad. Yeah, but his sister was like, you just got a job offer. <laughs> I like when he was like, I don't know. She's like, I've heard people can live off one kidney. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> She's like, if you do this, you can eat whatever you want. I do like that he's, uh, he can like price out the exact meal 
that mm-hmm. uh, he's getting. I actually have a similar skill to this with grocery shopping. It's, oh my I God, can look Lauren. at a grocery cart and eyeball how much it's going to cost. It's so impressive. That's he so got cool. that skill from his mother. Yeah. And like anytime it happens, especially with me, because I'm like so irresponsible. I'm the wild card. So <laughs> like um, I will just be throwing things in carts and he's just like, <laughs> he's like, you need to stop. You got to stop. But then like, you know, even though he doesn't see the prices of the wildly different items that I put in, he, he still makes it. He guesses it. He's usually only like pennies off. That's so cool. You should go to like a carnival and make this like a thing. That's how we'll get rich. There but you yeah, go. My mom had that skill and I don't know how I inherit. I don't think that's a genetic thing, but I also have it. <laughs> I inherited so cool. like three things from my mom. Her eyes. Her eyes. Her love of eating ice. And <laughs> being able to price a grocery cart. <laughs> and being able to price a grocery cart. <laughs> Within five cents. <laughs> Isn't that like a segment on one of those grocery like game shows, though? I don't know, but if it is, hit me up. <laughs> if it is, tell me I'm gonna go. But I'll and be win like, I'll be like the small town like person that's like, I'm the best in my town at doing this, and then it's like, yeah, but compared to the experts, you're nothing. <laughs> the big city experts of grocery <laughs> cart guessing. But I think it'd be the inverse because I feel like if you looked at grocery cart guessing as like an industry, as like a sport or something, the best people would be small town people. They'd be like, the city boy don't know nothing about how much these grits cost. It's Jesus. True. It's true. Yeah, and I was going to say, you're the big city boy. You're the big city boy. Yeah, we are in SoCal. There you go. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to contend with all those fish. Yes. But you know what I don't have to contend with Mm. is the music for the quintessential quintuplets because it's very good. Yeah. (laughs) So the music for the quintessential quintuplets is done by Natsumi Tabuchi, Hane Nakamura, and Miki Sakurai. Um, And I overall, I actually think, you know, we've had a lot recently where it's like, yeah, this is good. Like, background music but i actually really like the musical kind of interchange of this show mm-hmm. oh yeah definitely yeah it really adds to the mise-en-scene <laughs> yeah it adds to the characters it adds to the world it adds to the situation i thought it was really very good at enhancing the scenes without being distracting yeah and each girl has kind of like a different vibe when mm-hmm. she's like the focal point, it's done very well. They, mm-hmm. It highlights and continues to grow on the fact that they are all very different people. Right, exactly. Yeah, the music, very well done. Very well done. But let's oh. talk about that intro and outro. <gasps> Yay! So our intro is Quintuplet Feelings by the Nakano Family Quintuplets. That's five feelings, you guys. <laughs> five whole feelings. <laughs> Well, Lauren, how are you feeling about it? Tell me what you thought of that intro. I'm feeling that this was very kawaii, but it wasn't annoying. I did like, this was my first time seeing the characters 
in the intro singing the song. They were actually singing it as you I mean, watched it. I was like, that's first cute. time. Is it not? I mean, you've seen Udamichi on Isan. Oh, the intro to the show. Yeah, but that's like, that was different because that was the intro to his actual TV show. This was completely separate from the world. And these girls are just, you know, singing a song and vibing. And it happens to be the intro and of an anime. Again, that's separate. It's like opening a, a kid's TV show. And it felt so different from no. this. Yeah. No. No, I understand what you're trying to say. And I was agreeing with you until PJ brought up Cells at Work because it's exactly the same. It's just characters singing and it has nothing to do with their show. Fine. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I no longer care about this point. No, I do see what you're saying. I'm just saying it's not the first time we've got it, but it is probably the the one that made you feel... I think the other two feel different because they, even though Udamichi is actively like a mise-en-scene, like it's part of the show, Cells at Work feels the same way for you because it is an educational show, whereas this is your first non-like show that you associate with having an intro. Learning. I did not go to Child's TV to figure out my artist this time. And I did for the other two. You're like, there is no learning here. I'm not just... I I did learn about some Japanese warlords, so I did learn stuff. (laughs) Yay! See? We're having a good time. Always learning. Okay, so I love that the whole intro is just, like, him running for them. And I was like, oh, it makes sense. (laughs) Because, like, if you see the OP before you see anything else... You can make assumptions that he's romantically running after them. But no, mm-hmm. he's literally just trying to make them study. Get them to study. <laughs> and then it is interesting because ultimately, outside of that, you know that he ends up with one of them. Right. You do, yeah, because you saw the wedding well, at the beginning. Actually, you guys, he ends up with all of them because they're all the same person from different worlds and timelines. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And in the intro, you have unrelated to that. <laughs> in the intro, you have all of them in wedding dresses. Ooh, that's right. You but it's do. still the they're all still young, so like they still look different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall it's a fun song, I agree. I feel like at this point it's like basically it's a kawaii song. Are they gonna say it's too sweet or not sweet or like just sweet enough? Like and this, this is was a, the Goldilocks. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> but I think it's very good. Very cute. I I do uh, like the other song better, so let's talk about it. So our outro song is Signed by Aya Uchida. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that outro. See, I liked the intro more because I did like the visuals to this one. And the song for me was just like, okay. 
Oh, okay. See, I I disagree. I really do like the intro, but I like the outro more. Mm-hmm. I like the visuals, uh, like, you know, like what you said. Um, I like the visuals more, but like the song has such a fun kind of pace going with mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And um, God, I think the voices are so like good. I just like the song more. I don't know how to explain it. No, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, that's I totally like fine. I like the vibe of it. I like the pace of it. Ultimately, I think the thing is, I'm never as much as i do like the op i'm never gonna be like the the kawaii like saccharine like the kawaii sweet song is my favorite but this Mm. outro song is a lot more balanced a lot uh, very well performed and i like it a lot yeah it still has like the like the higher pitched voices but like it's still like kind of it's more like "Mm, this is a little bit sexier you know yeah 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 no i totally get that but yeah, ultimately, um, both very good regardless of which one you like more. And I think it's time now to move on to our summit. What modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? So Lauren, why don't you tell me who you think would have done a good job with Quintuplet Feelings? I could not find a great match for this one. But I went for that like classic 2000s girl group sound because that's mm-hmm. kind of what this reminded me of. Right. So I ended up picking Bewitched, their song Say La Vie. Yeah, I see where you're going for, for yeah. sure. They have the higher pitch voices for mm-hmm. around this time period. You had a lot of like uh, girl groups with like um, the, <laughs> this is going to sound redundant, but like the deeper baby voices uh, mm-hmm. where they would have like the higher voices, but like pitch it down with like a husky kind of tone. Sure. So yeah, like yeah. the music always sounds like way more hyper, way more poppy, but you got like deeper voices. So it's hard to find that match. And mm-hmm. I think you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I'll go next. Uh, I I struggled to find an artist that kind of like hit all the notes. Originally, I was leaning a little towards like boy groups because I couldn't find a girl group because I agree with Skylar. A lot of their vocals are a lot deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the boy groups kind of hit the same problem ultimately, uh, even though ironically had less of a problem. <laughs> uh, but I ended up going with, uh, in a different round, I'm going with Attracted to You by Pink Pantheress. I okay. I think this would have been a great answer for the ending, PJ. Um, oh, I think I have a better answer for the ending. But. Well, I guess oh. like I think her voice would be better for the ending. Um, I see the vocal approximation, and I agree. I think it's a great answer. The vibes are just like so different. That's the only thing. I don't know. I, think, I feel like the non-chorusy parts are pretty close. Yeah, no, I, I think like... you're just thinking of the chorusy parts. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that your music fits. Your music choice fits the OP much better than mine did. And then if you had my vocals with your backing, I think it would be really good. Thank you, well, Lauren. Yeah. And maybe I should have gone second. I gotta <laughs> go for it. Well, the girlies that have seen the Powerpuff Girl movies will know. But I went with That's What Girls Do by No Secrets. Oh my god, 
good. I like this. I think this is a really good choice. Thank you. Yeah. The vocals are a decent match for, especially with what we were going up against with the time period we chose. And um, the the energy was there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's fairly good. The speed is obviously hard to match, um, but I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, woo-hoo. Thank you so much. All right. And now uh, moving on to our outro, Lauren, who did you pick for the sign? The vocals really snagged my attention when I was listening to it. So that's really what I went based off of. And I have picked this artist before, but I think that they could do this song as well. I ended up going with Tones and I, her new song, Charlie. I think vocally it's pretty good. Thank yeah, you. and I think you try to do what I did too, where you match the pacing like really well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I thought this it was okay. So <laughs> I I super went for pacing and tone. Like honestly, I feel like I found a great answer. Okay, then I will go before you. Oh, okay. Uh, well, <laughs> if you have such a great answer, let's end on a good note. Um, so I already know PJ doesn't like my answer. Um, but I fell into that trap where like when I was, I'm sure there's something that sounds so perfect for this. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, because I had that part stuck in my head, I couldn't get it. You can't get out. past it. Yep. Yep. That's happened to me before. So the very beginning part where it's doing that very like, uh, you know, like, da da da, you know, you know what I mean? Like I the do. more like faster speed. I wrote with, I love you. Uh, I love you always forever by Donna Lewis. I see it. I think I it's absolutely good. see I think it. It's yes. good. I don't think it's great, but I think it's good. Yeah. Oh, I think <laughs> I it's knew very it wasn't good. great, but I'm so satisfied with good. Thank you. Because yeah. you know why I, I don't it. think it's great? Is because I found your answer is so better. I well, it's especially I think just because we went for the same part is because I focused on that intro part as well, and uh-huh. I found a the perfect match, oh, which I'm is so all the things she said by tattoo. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is like a <laughs> shot for shot from the beginning. Yeah, this is a perfect answer. Again, I said I know there's a better answer. And, and it was this. And it, yeah, it was this. Yeah, it honestly, sounds just it's like it. Like that intro part, I think for a lot of the rest of the song, it doesn't fully match. Though there are other parts that do align somewhat well. Obviously, all the things she said is a little darker. Um, mm-hmm. But that that fast talking part is like one for one, baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, but good choices overall, honestly. Very good choices for the OP and ED. So I think that is where we are going to call our music segment. I think it's time we take a quick break to watch some additional clips, some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts on the quintessential quintuplets. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, see some additional quintuplet moments, usagi moments, general... uh different people starting to develop more feelings and see that harem grow and that love hexagon grow uh, day after day. So tell me, Lauren, after all of that, Mm. obviously you like the characters, you like Usagi. There's a lot to enjoy about the show, but also maybe uh, the varied romance and that noncommittalness. 
of not necessarily knowing for quite some time who he ends up with, maybe it's uh, too much for you to keep watching. So we're only going to find out by asking the question, Lord, what do you keep watching? The quintessential quintuplets. This show is very charming from the beginning, even though you have some moments that are a little cringy <laughs> with, you know, you can't eat that, you're going to be a fat and that sort of thing. Um, but I really like all of the sisters. And it was Miku who really like super won me over personally. She's my favorite of them. Hell yeah. Oh Hell. yeah. I love Miku. I don't know. I'm very torn. I love all of them a lot. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately Miku and Yotsuba are my two favorites, but it's hard, to, it's hard to pick. Yeah. yeah. So Yotsuba is my favorite character, but mm-hmm. Miku is my favorite ship. Okay. That's absolutely fair. I think that they're very cute together. But Miku, Miku, great, Miku, great, Miku, 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 great, great. Yutsubo, best girl. End of, <laughs> end of story. Continue. End of story. But I do like the relationships that build over time, and I want to see those grow. I am interested, so I would keep continuing to watch quintessential quintuplets. Yes, you absolutely love to see it. I and mean, obviously, right? There's still so much to go. Skylar and I have not finished the series, so. Maybe, maybe by the time we're done, um, you know, we have completely different thoughts on who the best girl is, who yeah. the romantic partner should be, but we won't know until we get there. But Lauren will be with us on that journey because we are all a kawaii success for this anime. Woohoo! All right. But whether we like it or not, maybe it's not for everyone. Maybe that varied romance, maybe the sometimes cringy comments, maybe they're they're not for everyone. Or maybe the romance is just right and the lack of perviness is just perfect enough that it is. So now it is time that I ask a question. Would you recommend the quintessential quintuplets to someone looking to start their anime journey? I would. Honestly, I think that this is a very easy anime to get into and to understand. It's an introduction to harem without it being pervy. Overly sexualized. Yeah. Overly sexualized. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And, you know, you, all the characters are so charming that I think someone would have a really good time watching this as their first anime. I completely agree. I also would recommend this as a first. I think it's fun. I think it's cute. Mm -hmm. It really does, you know, go against some of the normal tropes, especially, again, the not sexualizing them, Mm -hmm. but also making all the characters not one note. Yes, absolutely agree. Mm -hmm. I love that, like, their hair accessory is not the only thing that distinguishes them. them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, it's it's easy to follow, especially for a quintus- uh, like a quintuplet harem. Some harems that don't have quintuplets, I like get confused with the characters. It's yes. easy to follow, very likable characters, uh, and very easy to consume in a very good way. I completely would also recommend this as a starter anime. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that said, we have our kawaii success, our do recommend as a starter anime. Seems like there's only one thing left to do. It's time. For is there an AMV for that? AMV Anime Music Videos Is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for the quintessential quintuplets. This one I really based on the chorus of the song specifically. I ended up picking Drive By by Train. Ooh, I love this song. An oldie but a goodie, I know. Honestly, the chorus is like low-key the only good part of the song, but like that chorus more than enough makes up for it. Yeah, so good. Yeah, no, completely agree. The rest of the song, I don't 
remember as well, but the chorus oh, right there. What about the chorus specifically? He's going to end up being consistent. He's going to be there for them. This isn't a drive-by, you know, it's not yeah. just like a... He's like, I'm not a drive-by tutor. I'm a committed <laughs> tutor. <laughs> I consider me drain. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, obviously I understand why you would go there. And obviously the anime community understands why you would go there. Because there is at least one AMV to drive by oh, no. by train for quintessential tablets, which gives you three points oh. in the book. Oh, Yay! Hell yeah, Lauren. But your journey's not over. Oh, Because God. it's time for the super secret, not so secret, bonus point. Lauren, do you think that... There might possibly be an AMV for the quintessential quintuplets for Evanescence. Bring me to life. Now think about this. I want to be very, I want to say something that will either throw you off or help you. Who knows? We talked about this being like Mr. Osamatsu in a weird way. Yes. Think about your experience with Mr. Osamatsu in this game. I already thought about Mr. Osamatsu a couple times as I was doing like my poster prediction and all of that stuff. And Mr. Osamatsu fooled me once. So I'm going to say, yes, there is (laughs) one. You know, obviously, uh, uh, Mr. Osamatsu has, you know, very much traumatized you. We've talked about this before. Damn it. Because yeah. it made no sense for Mr. Osamatsu to no have sense. an AMV no. to evidence his premium life. And it did, right? Because it's funny. But Mr. Osamatsu is a comedy anime. So it makes right. a lot of sense for people to try to subvert it. Quintessential Quintuplets isn't very dark and is not a comedy anime. So no. there's not really that need for subversion. But my trauma has made me say yes. <laughs> so obviously, you know, the likelihood of it existing is very small. There's no dark scenes in this anime. I can tell you that preemptively. Uh, but it doesn't matter because the anime community loves their jokes. And there is one singular AMV for Quintessential Quintuplets <laughs> to Evanescence Bring Me to Life, incorrectly labeled as Bring Me Back to Life, which is a different song. Oh um, but it is, I did click it just to double check, and it was for Bring Me to Life. So, that, Lord, that is four points <laughs> in the book. I love it, Lauren. So ultimately, congratulations, Lauren. Thank uh, you. That w- that was a tricky one. I probably would have said no, oh, uh, right. but your trauma, our traumas, help us in different ways. Yours is repairing your evanescence. <laughs> We're just repairing oh, the evanescence, getting it charged back up for its right. next eventual catastrophic failure. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. God. <laughs> hey, nothing can build forever. What goes up must come down. What goes up must come down. We have already experienced it once with the evanescence. Uh, and now uh, we now we are prepared. Now we will be less traumatized the next time it happens. This is your mm-hmm. anime training arc. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, now there is the potential that we can go the entire rest of the run of this podcast without you ever getting another AMV uh, Evanescence section wrong again. Oh, I don't. But think that's good. that is that's... what I am preparing us for: is that eventually it might happen. It might happen where you get it wrong. But you did not Probably get it wrong will. today, so that is a Kawaii success. A do recommend and four points in the book. <laughs> Uh, as we close out our journey through this five by five anime. <laughs> um, so Lauren, thank you so much for going on this journey with us. Yeah. Thank you for showing me that harems aren't all full frontal nudity all the time. You know, Ooh, surprisingly, nice. so few of them are, <laughs> but we've got to give you some variety here on the quiet disappointment sure. podcast. Yeah. 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 So uh, thank you. I'm glad you had a good time, but more mm. importantly, I hope our listeners had a good time. I hope they had a fun time. I hope they had a, if this were Hamilton, that wedding would have four different versions of satisfied playing at the same time time. <laughs> 
Uh, I hope you had a not actually doppelganger because you're not actually dead time. And a latch onto one specific part of history and never let it go time. (laughs) Never let me go history. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Until next time, we hope your wait isn't a Kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And I'll never let you go, Jack. I mean, history. (laughs) (laughs) There was room on that float for him. There was room enough on that float for all of 18th century London. Oh, my God. They were all going to (laughs) die. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.